All right. You know what it is? You know who it is. We're back. Got another episode of the Fight Cast, episode 14. We had an exciting weekend. It was still exciting, even though it was sad. I had the worst weekend I've ever had picking uh, in quite some time. And uh, I think every fight that I picked, even the unofficial ones, were wrong. So we're going to come back stronger than ever here. We're going to come back better than ever. And uh, I think this weekend was, was, it was a good weekend overall. Um, so kind of we'll, we'll drop into the UFC stuff first, and then we'll get into some of the boxing stuff because we, we have our thoughts. So we got uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren announced. So we'll, we'll talk about that because we were just about to get into that before I started, but I asked Jake to save it. Um, so going back to last Wednesday, uh, we had Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa. I picked Michael Chiesa to win, and he did just that. He dominated Neil, uh, Neil Magny, um, took him down. It was one of those boring fights that you would hate. It was uh, <laughs> literally he just dragged him down to the ground, held him on the ground, dominated him. Neil Magny had literally no uh, no answer for those or no answer for anything that Chiesa threw at him. So it was just one of those things that – from the start, and, and this is the way I thought, and, and I want to get into this with the Chandler-Hooker fight. Um, that was what I saw happening in one of these fights was it was going to be like almost dominated in one way. And Chiesa dominated that way. Chandler dominated in the other way. Um, Chiesa's, he's got a strong future. I think he just moved to this to the welterweight division. Um, so he is going to, I, he's going to definitely be a player. I'm interested to see what happens because there's a nice welterweight uh, welterweight fight this weekend or in a couple weekends. Uh, the 12th, I think, is Usman versus Burns. So that's going to be another good fight. But I think Keyes is making his way to the top and he's making his way and his name known after like a, a not like a bad start to his career, but a weird start to his career. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what happens for him. Um, obviously, we had the big fights of the weekend, UFC 257. We had Connor versus Poirier. We had Hooker versus Chandler. Um, you know, the, the other fights were, were good. Um, you know, uh, nothing to write home about Amanda Rebus was someone I was looking forward to watching and she got knocked out technically twice because the, the ref got too close and like the fighter thought they stopped the fight and then like they didn't. And then she came in and just hit her again and like knocked her out again. <laughs> it was, I, I don't know if you saw that fight. I, I didn't see that one. No. So she got dropped. So she got knocked out face planted onto the ground and then flipped over and the ref got like literally within like this like almost touched the fighter and she walked away and Reboss grabbed her leg and the ref was like I didn't stop it so she came up again and just like hit her again and then they just like stopped the fight it was stupid oh um, my God. Uh, I forgot the second guy's name Makoev or Makaudu or something like that I forgot his name he had a really good fight um, he showed out and then obviously you know I picked Hooker. I thought what was going to happen in this fight was Hooker was going to be able to keep his distance and he was going to be able to outbox Chandler. I obviously didn't watch enough of Chandler. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I know Chandler is very good and he was a champion in Bellator. I did not watch enough of him. That dude is athletic. He moves well. He's fast. He's strong. And, you know, I didn't even get to see his wrestling, which is his best quality. Um, but essentially what happened- punching his ass. His punching is ass, but he throws fucking bombs. Like he just is throwing haymakers. And like, yeah, well, guess it's another, it's an, it's another thing that I say every fucking week. 
It's easy to put dudes to sleep when you're throwing haymakers from way out here. And the dude, instead of moving his head, puts his hands down like this. Mm-hmm. So Hooker, so Chandler comes in and throws it straight to the body, which was a good punch. So he started out with a good punch. Although when he threw it the couple times before that, he threw it and then brought his arm way back here. Like he didn't, like there was no, yeah. you know, um, he didn't retract the punch properly. Um, which left enough time for a smarter guy to counter, which Hooker is not. And so, like, he's supposed to be a good boxer. I mean, not a big good boxer, but he's you know he trains out of Sanya, so like he's. Uh, a so he's supposed to be good with his hands. He's a higher level striker, yeah. Okay, trash. Because again, like the, like the first couple times that he he tagged him to the Chandler tagged Hooker to the body, yeah. he took about fourteen seconds to get his arm, his hand, his guard back. Yeah. Like he had plenty of time to to hit him with a counter. Um, and, and he didn't instead, what he does, he brings this, this stupid high guard that all these MMA guys have down to here like this, to try to push away the punch to the body. And so what happens? Chandler is smart enough to see that goes to the body with that shot. Fucking hands come down here. That wide looping hook comes over here and knocks him out. That's what happens when you suck and you can't move your head. It's true. true. Somebody get these guys better fucking boxing coaches, please. And then we wouldn't see dumb shit like this. It's so frustrating to watch. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you bring your, like, again, okay. So think about it like this. You, you rely on your hands, your high guard as your first uh, level of fucking protection to your head. Right. Yeah. And you remove that protection to try to swat away a body shot. Not with one hand, not with one hand. With both hands. Yeah. What, who is training you guys? Yeah. I mean, what how, what sort of instinct is that? I, I, this this is how I block. So someone shoots it to the body. I'm going to try to block with both hands and leave my head wide open. It's 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 mind boggling. I don't yeah. get it. Um, it was it was disgusting to watch. It was. And and like I said, I I I, I didn't go into this expecting. I, and again, I knew Chandler was good. But the way he was, you know, his punches were ugly, but like he throws bombs and he literally was just, you know, he's a strong, small. He does turn his hips well. Yeah. And yeah, he's got that body. Yeah. He's literally like, he's just, he's V cut. He's got like shoulders and he, you know, like you said, he turns his hips well. I mean, that punch was very, again, it was just like an ugly punch, but he, if anybody who's throwing a, a dude like that's built like Chandler, who's got size and the speed that he has, if you get hit, yeah. You know, like there's, there's not much you're going to be able to do. Um, yeah. And he did exactly that. He hit hooker hooker dropped. Now is it? And hooker underwhelming, like really, like he was, you know, he should have kept. He didn't his- look like he didn't, wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't like look like he wanted to be, he was just taking steps backwards. Yep. Uh, again, not even lateral movement. He was just backing up, backing up, backing up. And then he would take a step and then back up. But he didn't want anything to do with that guy. And I think, honestly, I think, I don't know, I don't know what was going on, but like the whole point of it early on was to really, he was supposed to keep his distance and then block anything that was coming in from Chandler because Chandler was going to shoot, he was going to shoot for the takedown. Um, that was kind of the idea there. Um, and I did Chandler walked him right into the perfect shot, which is his left hand. He yeah. walked him, you know, he, he walked him down a little bit. He put some pressure on him on the right. So we moved to the left hit him with the body, the jab to or the cross to the body or the jab to the body. I think he's a lefty and then bombed with the left hand, caught him on the chin. And that was it. You know, um, I don't know that Chandler, I, I like Chandler a lot. And I think he's, 
he's exciting. And I think he's the next one in line to like go for the belt. Um, I really, I'm interested to see him in like a, in a different setting with someone. I, I thought hooker would be a lot harder of a challenge. Obviously he wasn't. Um, I'm interested to see Chandler against a higher level striker. Cause I thought hooker was going to be that answer, but obviously I don't think he, I, from what I saw, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, but Chandler, you know, Chandler proved himself. He stepped in, he won. A lot of guys don't do that in their first UFC fight. They usually struggle, especially with that jump and, and, and caliber of athlete, but uh, he, he proved himself. And like, I'm excited to see what he does. I think he's going to be one of the next guys in line, depending on what Poirier wants to do. Um, which we'll get I, to. I like what Poirier said after, after the fight though, about like regarding Chandler. He was Someone like, yeah, they can do whatever the hell they want, but I'm not, I don't want to fight him. He's like, I'll go sell hot yeah. sauce. <laughs> Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause he asked him, the, the dude asked him, does that fight interest you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, it doesn't interest. Me. He's like, I'm here. Like, I want to fight for belts. He's like, that, yeah. that doesn't interest me. He's like, this dude's been got one fight. He's like, no, that don't interest me. Why would it? Yeah. Like you, 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 you just beat the biggest name in MMA. I mean, you've been doing this for however many years. You took all those losses, came back, you yeah. know, did what did did what you did to get where you're at. And this guy comes in and one like, if like I think Poirier would be a great matchup against a guy like Chandler who yeah. just goes straight forward because Poirier, I don't know if he's always been like this, but he was in the counter fight, uh, became a great counter puncher. And yeah, I don't, it's easy because McGregor was like we'll get to it, but yeah, McGregor yeah. was missing everything, so it was easy to counter. Yeah, but um. Like some like Chandler looks like that type of guy who just wants to go a million miles an hour forward. Yeah. And for a guy's plan to be like, oh, we're just gonna wait, wait on it. That that's not how you that's not how you go against a guy like that. Um, if you're not a counter puncher, like if you're not gonna hit him on the way in, tag him, you know, make him pay for missing. If you're just gonna wait and wait and wait for something to happen, you're gonna lose. And I think Poirier, you know, the way he fought McGregor, like that Poirier would I, I think beat a guy like Chandler. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, but it's like, why, 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 why would, why would Poirier want that fight? He just beat the biggest name in, in MMA. And yeah. this guy's got one fucking fight against a guy who didn't really have a good plan. It seems. Yeah. And I think, I think that Chandler, I think Chandler's got to prove himself once more. And I think, I, I think the next play for him is Oliveira and Chandler um, or Chandler and Gaethje. Um, Cause I think Chandler and Gaethje would be a really good fight. I also think Chandler and Oliveira would be a really good fight. And I think that would give us a little bit more insight into what Chandler actually is because, you know, Gaethje's a wrestler um, and he, he's another bomb thrower, essentially. Like he just, he swings, he's supposedly a, a striker. Um, and Oliveira is a ground guy who can throw some punches, but like, that would be, you know, it would be that it would just be two great matchups between guys who kind of like stylistically, fit he fits both of those matchups very well because he's uh, you know he's a, a top level wrestler and he's a you know a striker to a certain degree um so I'm, i think he's got to fight gaethje or Oliveira before he gets a shot at poirier <coughs> which we're going to talk about in a second um because i think there's a couple ways that poirier can go but it seems there's only two ways he wants to go um which is connor and nate diaz so yeah i mean chandler proved himself i'm excited to see what they do with him i'm excited to see what's next with him um like i said i i don't know what's going to happen because again this kind of like pushed a lot of things in different directions with what happened but i think he's he proved himself he's here to stay and i'm excited to see what happened what happens um but yeah and then you know the poirier mcgregor fight so 
Poirier knocked out McGregor. One of the things I never thought I'd see in my life is Connor getting dropped like he did. Like not only knocked down, right away, he was like, oh. knocked out. Um, <laughs> and he, from the beginning, and listen, Connor last time he fought was against um, Cowboy. The last time he fought before that was Habib. Um, so he hasn't been in the ring for about, he's been in the ring for about 40 seconds of two years. He yeah. claimed it was the time away that didn't do him well, whether I believe it or sure not. It didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it didn't do a, do anything favors for him. I, 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 and I think I've had some time to like, think about it and digest it. And it was very much like, obviously you see that and it's like, you know, my favorite fighter. So it's kind of like, Oh, weird. Like you don't, you don't expect to see it, but not overreacting to the situation. I think Connor is swaying in a lot of weird ways because his personality. And one of the cool things I want to talk about with it is like, he once was bigger than life and now he's kind of turned into like this you know this quote-unquote dad who is just another person and i think that his biggest tool is his mouth and almost i I look at it almost like a a peacock where like he's spreading his wings and it's a lot scarier it looks a lot scarier than it actually is and yeah and when you talk that talk and you give yourself that almost like persona and like that visual of being like this bigger person your punches are going to hit harder your movement's going to be a little bit scarier you, you know those things are going to matter and like you could see that as he come as he came up was he was very much a talker he got into aldo's head that's how he won that fight he got in the poirier's head that's how well, he, won, he, he won the fight with a perfect fucking counter punch well that too but i'm saying like that fight was won no before. well yeah yeah no i see what i, I see what you're saying but i think even if he, he could I think they could have went to that fight, like that particular fight, without saying a fucking word. Yeah, and yeah. I think he still would have beat him. Like but again, that, that was one of those yeah. was where the skill yeah. was just too much. Yeah. And like he went into his fights after that with his second fight with Nate Diaz. And, you know, he talked in the initial fight with Nate Diaz, but like he's been someone who isn't afraid to take chances, which is why I like him so much as a fighter. And he's not afraid to lose. He's not afraid to go out there and put himself on the line. He jumped two weight classes to get to Nate Diaz and you know lost and then came back and won but his thing and i don't want to discredit poirier because poirier is a great fighter and he's you know he's improved a ton whether i think poirier actually won that fight based off of skill is a different question because also people are underestimating how much that leg kick actually damaged connor um and i think he got kicked you know five or six times in the beginning before he actually decided or like started feeling it. And yeah. I want to say this from experience because as I've done Muay Thai getting kicked hurts and like, you don't feel it after the first few, it's like the first three or four, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Then like five or six and someone catches you the right way. You're like, uh, all right. Like that hurts. And then like six or seven is like, all right, I, I can't walk. And like for him, the, where he was getting hit is such a specific area and I, from what I understand is that it caused him dead foot and meaning like he literally couldn't raise his foot. Yeah. So your lead leg is hurt and you're one of Connor's main aspects of fighting is movement, but he, you know, and again, he looked very sloppy coming in. He looked very um, stiff. He looked very like lazy in his stance. And like, even they broke down his stance. I saw a couple of things where he had this new like boxer stance. Like he was like this as he was coming in. And like his feet were very flat as opposed to like, you look at him against Aldo, you look at him against Alvarez, you look at him against 
um, Poirier the first time it was, he was on his toes. He's bouncing back and forth. He, his hands were kind of low. His stance was a little bit wide. So it was a little bit easier to check those kicks. It was a little bit to get inside and better and kind of move. And he didn't have that. And essentially he, he changed his entire style of fighting. He wasn't moving. He tried to be more of a boxer. He didn't throw as many kicks and he didn't talk. And like, again, Pori even said it. He was like, I didn't feel like I was fighting anybody. He felt like I was fighting just another guy. And like before you didn't just fight another guy when you fought Connor, you literally fought all his fans. You fought his words. You fought his persona. You fought his media obligations. Like when you fight Connor, you get the money, but you pay for getting the money because there's media, there's fans, there's attention, there's breaking down, there's critiquing, like all this stuff that comes with it. And I think what happened was Connor changed the way he spoke and he didn't, he didn't shit talk. He didn't get in Dustin's head. And again, it makes you seem like a normal person. And when you're fighting a normal person against someone who's got Pori, who's got like this. And again, like you, I told you, and you've told me was like, you know, Jake told me was Connor doesn't have it. And like, he's just, he's got too much money is essentially what he said. So you're going against a dude who you embarrassed the first time, who's got all of that sitting back here, whether he says it or not, trying to embarrass you and you got millions of dollars sitting in the bank and you're like, well, you know, I love this stuff and I enjoy it. But like, if, if I lose, he still made $20 million. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like the, he didn't have his dog and then he fought, went against somebody who had the dog and that's what happens, you know? Yeah. And like, you could see it, you know, even from the talking in the press conference and it's like, you don't, you don't bring that stuff up about the press conference unless he loses and he lost. And it's like, all right, well, what does that actually mean that he didn't talk shit? What does that mean that he actually didn't move his head well? And like, he, he didn't throw his punches right, which we're going to talk about now. But like, I think Poirier had a good fight. Um, people underestimate the leg kick and they underestimate how much that actually took out of Connor. And um, Connor didn't help his case. But Poirier earned that win. He knocked him out. He, you know, again, he had some really good counter punches. He, you know, and, and he won in the way that Poirier is known for winning. He gets you against the fence and then he just goes boom, 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 boom. And he throws a 12 punch combo until he connects. He clips you with one. You stop moving as much. He clips you with another one. And then, you know, you get knocked out. But yeah, so, I mean, breaking down that fight, the leg kick was the thing. And that, and again, that takedown early on, I said it as soon as I saw the takedown, I was like, fuck. I was like, that's not good because Dustin isn't that type of fighter. And he opened up the threat to a takedown, which opened up the opportunity for the kick. Yeah. And it opened up the opportunity for a lot of stuff. And that one takedown, it didn't change. It didn't, you know, it didn't make Connor tired. Everyone was saying that he was tired. It changed from the mental aspect of he had to now introduce himself for something that Dustin's never really done, which is go for a takedown. Um, but that's just my take on it. I think that, I think Connor's going to come back. I think he's going to be better because of this. And I think that he's going through a transition of growth right now. And I think that he was on this end of being like this just dick sometimes of just being like, and I think you saw the climax of this against Habib when he was basically a drunk, like talking nonsense and like being almost like cringeworthy to now pendulum swinging all the way to the other extreme, which is being like a happy-go-lucky, you know, and, and he was just grateful to be there that night. And you can't be grateful to be there in a fight. 
No. You can't walk into the ring and just be happy that you made it there. And I'm sure you know this more than I do, but like if you're going into a fight, you have to be ready and willing to, you know, die and kill somebody. Look, here, here's, the, here's the thing. Connor won't be back. Um, if he is, he's going to get beat again. You think so? Um, yeah. I, I don't, at this point, um, I, I'm, I'll almost guarantee that if he fights a bum in his next fight, he's going to lose. Wow. Um, and because when you're fighting, uh, you have to want to hurt people. Yeah. And Connor doesn't want to hurt people anymore. Yeah. You know why? Because he's got kids. And no matter what the fuck he says, someone here's here's the difference between like Connor and any other champion who's made money. Well, first of all, you have to compare him to boxers because no one in MMA is ever going to be or has ever ha- has been as rich as Connor is. Yeah. So you look at boxers, the way that it normally works is that they build the, themselves up, right? Like, so yeah. look at Canelo, right? Why does Canelo still beat everyone? Why is he still perfecting his game? Because he never had that leap where it's just like, oh my God, this is so this is so easy. I have all the things I ever wanted now and I didn't really have to do that much. Yeah. Connor did. So every boxer that's become a fucking multimillionaire who has hundreds of millions of dollars did it over like 20 years, yeah. right? Connor did it in like six. <laughs> Yeah, right. So Connor, Connor was like, okay, you know, I, I got up to a million, now I'm five million, and then it's like, oh, I fought uh, um, uh, Mayweather, now I get a hundred million dollars. So overnight, he was like, I have no reason to be violent anymore. I have no reason to be angry. I have no reason to want to fucking eat people anymore. Yeah. Right. Lost it all. And guys like boxers who take that 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 long to get to that level, like it chips away a little bit, but never enough to where they're like okay i don't need to need to do this anymore right because there's always more to get there's always the threat of oh man if that next fight doesn't come like i gotta get that big contract because if the next fight doesn't come now my million dollar house and yacht and cars and shit all this shit goes away connor got to that, that situation overnight where it's like it doesn't matter if he loses the rest of his fights for the rest of his life he got enough money to live for the rest of his life and and start businesses so it's gone. His his desire to fucking hurt people is gone. You could see it in there with the laziness. And the thing that Connor is known for, the shit that we talked about, the reason why I picked Connor to win in one round is because of his accuracy, his natural ability to fucking throw a punch the right way and know how to hurt people. Yeah. It's gone. He was throwing shots with no purpose at all. He was just throwing shots to throw shots. Yeah. He was fucking falling forward with us. He was off balance. Like you said, he was flat footed um, and fucking yeah. Yeah. The, the leg kick was, was great and all that other shit, but it fucking, it didn't matter. It didn't matter because the shots he was throwing weren't fucking hitting their spot Yeah, because I mean, again, had that been five years ago when he landed a couple of those, he probably would have knocked fucking Poirier out because yeah. he was, he was there to get hit, but Connor was not hitting him. Why? Cause he didn't give a fuck if he landed those shots. Dude, he, he landed, see it. he landed a clean, left to Poirier and right a couple times. And when he knocked Poirier out six years ago, he clipped him right in the back of the head. And that's what I was saying. Like that, just that, that persona of like, he wasn't in his head and like Poirier it's, wasn't- it's the form. He, like, the, the other night he was pushing all of his punches. And no, and like the, when he hit Poirier, he wasn't was snapping. A clean hook. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a clean hook. That but he, he, he's, yep. he's, pu- he's pushing it. There was no snap on it. Yep. You know what I mean? That's why, like you could see, like the shots were not being thrown with any sort of purpose. He was just throwing his hands out there. Um, even the head movement, he was like when he was in the, 
um, Poirier was was flurrying right before he knocked him out. He was just moving. He wasn't even moving with any purpose. Yeah. I mean, he was like moving around the same exact pattern, which is why when he came back down, Poirier caught him because he knew he just kept moving his head like this. Yeah. In a U. He wa- he wasn't looking at the side so- the shot, seeing it come and then move. He was just going yeah. like this. That's a guy who who doesn't want to fucking be there anymore. And him saying like, oh, I love this shit. Oh, I, I got all the money in the world, but I love this. Like, I, I don't deny that. I'm sure he does love it. I'm I sure he's deep it. down and like he loves said. it. But but there, there's other there's other um, elements in his life that are keeping him, keeping that love from turning him into the monster that he needs to be. You need to be a fucking monster. And Connor is not a monster anymore. It seems like he's a really good dad and he's happy to be a dad and he's got money, he's got businesses. Good for him. So he's probably going to have a great, happy rest of his life. And he can look back at all his accomplishments because they're huge accomplishments, but he's no longer, he no longer wants to hurt people. That's fucking clear. He yeah. doesn't want to, and you got to want to fucking take a guy's head off, man. That, that's it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the biggest thing right now is that going into this, Connor really, and it's just a, it's just that he lost his dog and that was it he lost and it's jake's right he lost his ability to want to hurt somebody and that was it there's not really much else to say um you know because I, I don't i've never seen connor in that position where even against diaz he got tagged and like diaz did that to him diaz got him in the corner threw punch after punch after punch after punch and connor ate it ate it ate it walked away came back and, and hit him again and hit him again he didn't get caught. Maybe Poirier is a better puncher. Yeah. Maybe Poirier is a better volume thrower. Yeah. Nate Diaz isn't really a power puncher, but you know, the way he looked against Poirier, the way he came out against Poirier, the way he went out against Poirier is just like, even, you know, again, the way he got knocked out was like the way he tried to dodge that punch. He literally just like dipped his head forward into his his face. It was like, what is like, what are you doing? Lazy like, as fuck. Lazy as fuck, man. Yeah. He was just, again, no, with no purpose. Just moving, just to move. No and like purpose. I said, I think that, honestly, I think the leg had way more to do with the way he went out than him actually going out that way. Because I, from what I could tell, I think when he went down to dot, like, that initial blow that, like, sent him down to the, on the ground, um, it looked like he stumbled. Like it looked like he wasn't comfortable when he was going down. And I, I honestly think the leg had a lot to do with it. And he, that was his fault. Cause he didn't check those kicks. Well, really. It certainly didn't, it didn't help with the fact that like he, he was like, his weight was collapsing because he got clipped clean. And like, there was no strength in his leg to keep him up. Even if, even if his brain was sending fucking signals to his leg to keep him up, you're right. Like, yes, his leg was fucked up at that point. Yeah. So it was just all collapsed. I mean, he was he was gonna go down anyway because again, like he the way he rolled into that shot, he, he was gonna go down anyway because I, I just watched, wasn't. Yeah, and I've watched it the wasn't good three or four times, and like the way he went down into that punch, he literally was like, "Here's my face, knock me out," yeah. and like he just he just folded his hips and put his head right down where Poirier was swinging, which is right here. I, dude, even the worst boxer in the world will be able to time that because yeah. he moved the same fuck in the same pattern about six times yeah so it's like you got, you're here then you're here and then poria he missed on the first like um like three or four rolls and then he caught him and he's like now i know he's gonna roll back this way bang caught him on the roll in the middle of the roll down because he knew he was gonna be there yeah even the fucking worst boxer could time that yeah yeah um so yeah he did, he did it to himself by being fucking i mean good listen man the guy 
I, I actually just watched a video. It was from like a year ago. Um, he was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he was on the Tonight Show, and uh, him and Jimmy Fallon went to uh, this Irish bar in New York City. Actually, I watched that video too. Yeah. Yeah, did, did, did yeah. you? Yeah. Conor McGregor's like I think he's always going to be a great entertainer, and, yeah. and that's that's where his future lies. You and and listen, it's it, it's over for him. You know what I mean? That 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 part, like being that guy and that myth and that fucking that that boogeyman, yeah. is over because yeah. he doesn't need to. He doesn't need that anymore. He let go of all all that hate and yeah. all that anger that he had that made him good. Because why why would you hold on to that shit when you got beautiful kids, you got all the money in the world, you got a wife, and you know what I mean? Why yeah. would you hold on to that? Yeah. Um, some people do, some people are, are able to do that. Even after they get rich, they, you know, again, like Canelo is one of those dudes who all, he spends all of his time by himself and training and his wife and kids are at home. That's yeah. how he keeps himself hungry. Yeah. Connor, Connor doesn't seem like that type of dude. And it just seems like he's got all the shit that he wants. So look at man, good for him. We had, we had, we can always look back on all the great shit that he's done. Yeah. It's, it's not going anywhere. That shit is down and it's going down in history. It's there. But they, him being that guy now, that that monster is over. You know, yeah. I mean, it ain't, it ain't never coming back. This guy is gonna be an entertainer for the rest of his life and get good. I, I he's a funny dude. He's a charming dude. You know what I mean, saying, so, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing on uh, shit, shit. Maybe he'll host a TV show. I don't know. I'm looking forward to that because I don't want to see this dude get beat up anymore. Because yeah. that's I all mean, that's gonna happen. I'm 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 not gonna give up on him yet. I know. I I understand what you're saying, and I had that initial reaction too. Is that, and I talked about it with you was like i don't want to see i don't want to see that because like that's not you know uh, that that alone getting him getting knocked out was something i never even thought i'd see and not see like, over- a great chin before too so you're it's like wow yeah and like not even over exaggerating and being like you know a crazy but like it's just like i said like he's got a chin that was the first time he's ever been knocked down and knocked out ever like in his ufc career like yep. he's never and i i've only seen him once or twice get rocked like when he even when he was against khabib like he got drilled, but the only reason he got caught there was because he was caught off guard yeah. and he didn't even get like knocked down. He was still stumbling, but he came right back up and you don't get, you know, for this, it just looked like he got drilled. And now he just like gave up and that was yeah. it. You know, like it looked like after that flurry, I think he knew his foot was done and he just was just like, I don't know what to do. Just take me out. Yeah. Um, and I, and that's the reason I'm gonna go play with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he was thinking. The reason, the reason I don't give up on him yet is because this has happened before with Diaz. Um, and I don't know how they're going to treat it. Poirier, you know, one convincingly. Yeah, but he's never and, looked like this before. Yeah. That's I know. Like, like, like after, like it, it was different. Like Diaz, like he still showed fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even after, even in the Khabib fight, even though he looked like he didn't want to be there, he still, like, the skill was still there. The accuracy, and that's the thing the is, like, I, there. I can't believe, so, like, the drop-off that I saw from the fight against Khabib, like, Connor was not, you know, Connor was not there, whatever you want to say, against Khabib. Yeah. But the fight that he had in that, he was exhausted, and he was still giving it to Khabib in some way, you know, and he was still won the third round. He was still probably one of the only people to even win around against Khabib. And I, even against Cowboy, he came out and dominated Cowboy, which, you know, was neither here nor 40 there. 40 seconds point. isn't enough to, like, I remember I said that to some guys at the gym after that fight last year. I yeah. was like, that's not really enough to go on. Like, is, yeah. is Connor back? Like, you don't know. 40 yeah. seconds. Like, it's not enough to, to tell. And, um, and, but this, this, this is different. This yeah. is, this is, this is like, this is more than just like, oh, you know, like even Connor said, oh, styles make fights and, 
you know, he had that leg hook that, that's something I got to adapt to. That's Connor lying to himself as a, as a fighter. That, like the fighter is still in him, but it's buried beneath the father, yeah. the family man. Yeah. And the fighter in him is still saying like, oh, I'll come back. I'll adjust to it. And the father in him is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the time he's ready, like physically ready to fight again, the father's going to be too big. There ain't going to be nothing left of that fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you can see it. You can like, you can't go from being one of the best, most accurate punchers in your profession to missing as many open shots as he did in that fight without there being something more. Like yeah. he's known yeah. for being accurate and he, he was whiffing on shots again, cause there was no purpose. And when you lose, lose, when you're out there throwing shots, just to throw, throw shots. That's, that's a telltale sign, man. You don't want to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm just hoping there's not like a, you know, this gives me like a Ronda Rousey vibe, like a fall from greatness that like, you know, it's just like a, a cliff jump um, because this is what Ronda did. She had her run. She had her amazing run and then she lost twice like then this is setting up to be that type of thing for connor where she had the other thing she had wwe she had her other businesses she had the the movies she had the tv shows and they were all pulling her and then she lost to holly holm then she took a couple years off and then she came back and she got mauled by amanda nunez and really that fight probably should have never been made because she got knocked out in like 30 seconds or Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly i think it was like 30 seconds you know um, I'm hoping that's not what happens, you know, because I think Connor has been, you know, Ronda was a different story, but Connor has been like this. He's brought the UFC to like where it is. If it yeah. wasn't for him, the UFC would not even be in the conversation that it is now. And it might honestly, because I know they're going through financial trouble might be out of business. Um, you know, but seeing what happens moving forward, I don't know. I, I want to see for him the sake of his kids. Yeah. I hope he doesn't fight anymore. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't in it ain't in him like again this is like fans of course we're gonna say like look man yeah i'd love to see him come back, see him back. Oh, yeah but co- coming from someone like i've been fucking fighting my whole life it's not there and he shouldn't ever step back in that fucking octagon ever and he certainly shouldn't step in the ring ever again he's talking about fucking oh i will win a title in boxing bro cut that shit the fuck out man yeah. go on run your businesses live a happy life be a good day you know get get back at like promotional shit promote some fight he wants to be involved with boxing you got mayweather promotion or, or mayweather um yeah, yeah. mcgregor fucking uh sports yeah, entertainment yeah. go get, get some fighters under your belt get some boxes under your belt yeah this dude should not be back fighting ever again he's 32 years old you know by the time he figures it out you know it, you were talking about maybe he's you know 33 34 you know what i mean hey go, go at the tail end of your prime give the shit up bro yeah you know what i mean it's interesting i mean whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen poirier is gonna fight it doesn't like i said it doesn't seem like he's interested in anybody besides connor or nate diaz so yeah. and then and they or got this what khabib if he comes back nah i mean i don't think khabib, i don't khabib's not coming don't think khabib wants I, I don't i think the only way khabib came back was if connor did something amazing yeah. against poirier and i think that shot's done and I mean, unless Khabib comes back and, you know, faces one of these guys like Chandler, but I don't see him coming back because that's not going to sell. No one's buying that shit. You know, like there's a, there's a trio right now of that I think is going and to, and this could, this is going to be pushed by Poirier. It's up to him. You know, Connor's got two options. He's got the Diaz trilogy and he's got the Poirier trilogy. And I think both of those are going to sell more than anything else. The question's going to now become is like, are they just going to give, 
because Dustin is the title shot now. So right now, Dustin is the uncrowned champion. Like he posted that on Instagram and it's true. Like he doesn't have the belt, but he is going to be in the title fight. The question is, is, you know, who are they going to stick in there with him? And is he going to have much of an option? And if he doesn't, you know, cause he was like, I don't want to fight Chandler. It's like, okay, well then who do you want to fight? Cause I doubt he wants to fight Oliveira. I mean, maybe he does. And I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive they fought and I'm, I can't remember. I, I could look it up, but um, the only options there, are, you know, he's been talking Nate Diaz and Nate Diaz is coming down to 155. So does Nate Diaz deserve a title shot right away? Probably not, but like maybe. And then the only other option he said in the press conference after was I rather, I want to fight Connor again for the third fight or I want to fight Diaz. And that was, that was it. So yeah. like, you know, and then Connor is going to have both of them as options and Diaz is going to have both of them as options. So it's like, are they going to keep this little triangle of these people for the belt? Or are they going to include these other people? And I think this, honestly, I think this fucked up the plans of the UFC. Obviously I think that they were hoping Connor would pull through because the UFC is better and it's better when Connor's a champion, but you know, Poirier won. it's up to him now, um, whether they make Poirier fight somebody else or they make him step into the ring against, or the octagon against, uh, Nate or Connor again. I don't know. You know, that's not really yeah. up to anybody else besides those guys and Dustin. One thing is for sure. Um, I became fucking significantly less interested in who the fuck played for the belt. And they had to yeah, like Connor lost. I yeah. don't give a fuck. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. And that's the thing. Poirier, Poirier isn't that like interesting of a fighter. They're not. And that's, and that's the problem is like, none of these guys are, great champions like they're not exciting khabib's gone you know whatever happens with connor unless he pulls it through which you know jake doesn't think so i'm not like so i'm i'm leaning towards i don't think he will be able to but i'm not just going to pull the the trigger on it yet um but khabib's gone connor's essentially right now gone it's like you know none of these guys are exciting none of these guys are like worth you know i mean chandler seems like he'd be exciting but yeah I mean, the guy's got one fucking, like, yeah. he doesn't deserve a shot. And, right and not to mention, this fight already, Conor Emporier was the second highest pay-per-view of all time. So Conor's got, like, five of the top six ever pay-per-views. It's like, yeah, yeah. Good, so luck, like good luck replicating that, because I don't know who's yeah. going to step in unless someone brings that. And I don't know that there's ever going to be, and I think this is why the UFC is kind of, like, fucking backpilling now and they're going to be in trouble is because they're going to have to replace that they're not going to get those numbers because the only numbers they get right now are when seems to be when connor's there so i think that they're and that could be the dangerous thing is they could be pushing connor and then connor's going to get you know fucked up again i don't i don't know the best thing that ever happened to fucking ufc was connor doing the crossover with mayweather because now like a lot of boxing people are like Oh, let's see what the fuck this guy is doing. Yeah. I know him because he boxed Mayweather. Like, there, there, you know how many millions of people that didn't even know who the fuck McGregor was yeah. in boxing? Yeah. Millions of people were like, who, who, who's this guy that uh, Mayweather's yeah. fighting? Yeah. And then he fights him, and they're like, yeah, hey, let's see what's up with this guy. Yeah. You know how many of those millions of people are fucking buying pay-per-views that have, have no interest in fucking anything else that goes on in that sport now? Well, that's the thing. is like, and, and right now, the casual fan is a Connor fan, most likely. Right. I would like to see him but talk. No, yeah, no one, get, no one wants to see guys fucking wrestle around on the ground for fucking three minutes of a five-minute round. No and one not, wants to see that dumb shit. Not it only sucks. is he not fighting, he's not talking. And he's not talking. Yeah, it's right. even less interesting is the, is the, the problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going over that stuff, obviously, very bad weekend. But we got some good fights coming up. 
I think uh, this weekend, let me see. We got Overeen. All right, no, a couple weekends. So two, <coughs> we got Alstar Overeem versus uh, Alexander Volkov. We'll talk about that more next week. Um, boxing. We got Caleb Plant this weekend, the Nashville boy. Um, who's he fighting? Caleb Truax. Caleb Truax. Truax. I don't know how yeah. he's it. Probably French. Caleb Plant is uh, – I've been watching a decent amount of him. I haven't watched him fight in person. But um, he's got – skill that gets overlooked because he's in the canelo division really and he's like in that canelo conversation and um dude's fast he's i'm gonna let jake break him down a little bit more but he's he's got all the skill you could ask for yeah he's he's real fucking he's real nice um as i told someone though uh someone made a comment on instagram this is a couple months ago um asking about a plant canelo fight and um Dude was like, uh, don't sleep on Caleb Plant. That dude is nice. And I was like, yeah, he is nice. He's just mm-hmm. not Canelo nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we're at with anybody who's nice in boxing, in that division. Um, you could be nice. You could be nice with your hands, but you're not Canelo nice. Um, but Caleb Plant, yeah, he's got he's got all the tools, man. He, he Speed, power, uh, accuracy. He's got great, really, really great reaction time. Um, he makes for the most part, he makes really great decisions in the ring. Uh, so that's good, you know, ring IQ, ring generalship. Um, great footwork. Um, um, I haven't really seen him get, I've only seen him one fight where he, he really got touched up a little bit. Seems to have a pretty good chin. Um, so he's got, um, all the shit that you want. The only thing that I've, I've never really seen him do is use his body more. Um, he doesn't, um, the times where I've seen him engage on the inside with guys were with guys that don't really have an interest in engaging back mm-hmm. on the inside. So he was kind of able to land whatever shots he wanted. Um, so that's the only like real flaw I've seen is him. Like, isn't seem to really like wrestle around, get his shoulders in there to get, dig his chest uh, dig his shoulders into the guy's chest, uh, dig his head into the guy's chest. He doesn't, he likes to be on the outside, um, which is fine because he, he's got the tools to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this guy he's fighting this weekend is, I, I mean, you hate to say the shit about a professional <laughs> athlete, but this dude is a fucking bum. Bro. <laughs> like, I, I haven't seen a lot of them, but the, 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 the stuff i've seen of him is bad um like he's the type of dude like i saw i think it may have been his last fight um he's the type of dude that like when he gets <laughs> when he starts getting hit he, he don't know what to do um and that's not good like, going against a guy like caleb plant who hits guys where and whenever the fuck he wants yeah. um so I'm just going to go ahead. Like, this is not even worth breaking down, in my opinion. Um, again, I could be, like, disrespecting this dude, Caleb Truex, like, a lot. But, I, you know, I'm sorry. But I think the dude is trash. I think the dude, Caleb Plant, is going to get him out of there. I don't know. Six, seven rounds, probably. Um, may, may, maybe he might, he might drag it on because Caleb Plant is the type of dude who likes to play to the crowd. Um, 
But I think like Caleb Plant has what it takes to get this guy the fuck out of there whenever he wants. I truly believe that. Um, uh, but I, I think I'm going to say seven rounds. He's going to knock him out. This guy's a bum. And then and then the plan after that, the, um, you know, we're going to talk about this in, in a couple of weeks, but Canelo's got that fight against his mandatory uh, February 27th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to walk through that guy. Um, and then the plan is for Canelo to either fight Caleb Plant or Billy Joe Saunders on Cinco de Mayo. So let's hope um, as fans, we get Caleb Plant. Let's hope that my prediction is right. That Caleb Plant gets his knockout. Yeah. Canelo gets his win and we get those two guys. Yeah. Even though I think Canelo's absolutely going to fucking mop him up. And I think he'll do the same to Billy Joe Saunders. At least Caleb Plant is a talented guy and he brings yeah, some excitement. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he's not, he's not either one of these European guys like Caleb Smith who's going to keep his hands up and just let Canelo beat. At least we're going to see some excitement. Caleb Plant will move around and, and, you know, dance a little bit and he'll land some shit on Canelo. De- he'll definitely land some shit on Canelo. Yeah. Um, so, so let's hope for that. Caleb Plant gets his win. Canelo gets his win. We see these, those two guys on Cinco de Mayo. That's I'm hoping for. And then some stuff after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I agree. I think Caleb Plant's going to wash this guy. I've never heard of him, but I've seen Caleb Plant. Dude's fast. He's got fucking quick hands. He moves well. Um, I'm hoping to set up that Canelo fight as well. I'm hoping to, to see it. And then Canelo's going to walk through his guy, which we can talk about more when it comes. Um, but yeah, so last thing on the, the list we have the ever so legendary Jake Paul officially announced versus Ben Askren. Uh, for those of you who don't know Ben Askren, he was probably one of the best mixed martial artists of his time, not under the UFC. Um, I forgot exactly where he fought under, I think Bellator and um, I forgot the other association he was with, but he was, I think he's like 22 and two in his MMA career. He was an all American wrestler uh legendary like all american wrestler fighting jake paul who somehow managed to get this whatever is going the legendary youtuber yeah the legendary youtuber i guess um it's taking place april 17th they're going to be fighting i don't know where i don't know if they know that yet i'm sure they have some idea um i hope this is the, the moment where jake paul gets fucking his face rocked in and and canceled and just done um Ben Askren like I said I I don't so Ben Askren literally was saying that he's just taking this for the money and that he's making a bunch of money and that he's just gonna wipe the floor with this kid and that's it you know again Ben Askren is known for the infamous gif or jif or whatever you want to call it or meme of him getting knocked out by the flying knee of uh, Jorge Masvidal um and that was kind of when his UFC career ended but again He's a great fighter. He has a background in fighting. He's been doing it for however many years. He's going to train boxing. And I hope, and I, you know, I hope he doesn't get embarrassed. I hope he doesn't get knocked out. I I see him winning. Um, We'll obviously talk about this more, but I think that the thing I wanted to mostly talk about is how how cringy Jake Paul actually is. So Ariel Helwani is like one of the main interviewers of UFC. And, you know, he's a big boxing guy as well. He interviewed both Jake Paul and uh, Ben Askren. The Askren interview was pretty good. I mean, I was just asking him about everything, how it came to be, um, you know, what his idea going into it is, what his camp's going to look like and whatnot. And he was just giving his advice. He was just like, listen, he's like, I've been in the ring across some of the best strikers in 
fighting, you know, they're, whether they are or not is a different story, but like he's been against professional fighters, dudes who have been doing this their whole life and training to do it. And he's been against some really good fighters like Robbie Lawler, Jorge Masvidal. Um, I forgot the other guy, but they're, they're good fighters. And he says he's never been, you know, really rocked in his career. And he, the only time he ever got knocked out was against Masvidal with that flying knee. So he's like, listen, he's like, I'm going to actually train for boxing. He's like, I'm going to be fine. He's like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to shut this kid up. And that's going to be the end of it. Now, Jake Paul, just, uh, I, I hate it. Like I watched the interview with him and he's just like being a, a child, essentially. Like he unfollowed everybody on Instagram, except for Triller and Ben Askren's wife and um, was on ESPN saying his wife's thick. He's like, oh, maybe after I beat Ben Askren, I might shoot my shot and like see what I can do with his wife and shit like that. It's like just absolute nonsense. Just like, it's just cringy. And like, I really, I just, I hope he's he trying that. to, he's trying to be, he's trying to follow what Mayweather did earlier in Mayweather's career by being the villain. Yeah. Except Mayweather did things that rub people the wrong way, but didn't like cross a line. I mean, I, like, he crossed the line and did like, outside of boxing like when yeah. he was fucking slapping around his girlfriends and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. but in boxing like he, he never did like dumb shit like that right yeah. um but he he made a career off of being the villain yeah um like we, wearing the fucking the sombrero and the mexican colors on cinco de mayo against fucking oscar de la jolla shit like that right yeah and this fucking idiot because he's white and from the suburbs he, like he's there's lines are blurred he doesn't know he he's a spoiled kid from the suburbs. Um, so he just thinks like, oh, my mommy said that I can do whatever I want and everything I could, everything is right. And if it, no one will ever tell me any different because my mommy will yell at them. And that's the way that, that um, uh, Jake and Logan Paul both approach life is that I'm a spoiled little white rich kid and I can do whatever I want. Um, I, I doubt fucking Ben Askren is going to shut him up because I've never seen Ben Askren throw a fucking punch before. And if he's going to train for boxing for two years or two months, I mean. Well, the thing is, is like he's been a he's he's been in some capacity training his striking and and it, for tra the, trainer striking is not the same as training for boxing. I that's guess. one thing. That's one thing. At least like Jake Paul has been like train even though he's been training bums. Listen, if you're, we're just talking about just boxing, right? Yeah. If you're a guy in the gym and you've been sparring just in boxing and even if you're fighting bums but you've been practicing boxing throwing punches as a boxer for two years and then you get a guy who's been throwing other types of punches from a different type of stance coming into boxing and you're just going to practice boxing for two months you are at a disadvantage so you're saying you think he's gonna win i probably I mean, because I mean, what, what, like, first of all, Jake Paul is going to, yeah, he is a big guy. He throw, he's heavy handed. He's going to throw these wild punches. Okay. So even for a skilled boxer, it's hard to fucking get away from those shots because they're, they're coming from awkward angles. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about Ben Askren. It's like, yeah, I'm going to practice boxing for fucking two months. Hey, have you ever practiced fucking slipping or rolling punches ever in your life? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden you're going to fucking, you're going to be able to get, what are you going to come in? Yeah do this shit and you're, you're going to get caught with a, with a shot from a guy who's been practicing throwing those particular punches. Yeah. So he's at a disadvantage. I have no idea who's going to win. I have no interest in it. I don't give a fuck, but I'm, I'm saying that 
Ben Askren coming in as a like all the other shit you've ever done in your life is not going to help you in boxing. Yeah. It's not. The only the only thing that is going to help him is experience fighting, like yeah. being a fighter. That's the only fucking thing. But now this idiot has been in the ring twice and he he knows what it's like to be in the ring, even though they're not against real fighters, but he, like he has Again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the confidence that it takes to be a fighter. Like you need that, even if it's false bravado. Yeah. It helps you so much. Um, this idiot has it on top of, you know, he's a, he's a fucking white kid from the suburbs. So his mommy pet him on the ass. He's already got that false bravado. And then winning fights against two losers. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got even more fucking confidence. Yeah. So I'm just saying that Ben Eskren is at a disadvantage only having two months of boxing training. Like it's not, it's not enough. So don't come in here and think oh, I'm going to wipe the floor with this guy. You don't know how to throw a fucking punch. All right. I, I mean, so what this is going to be is, is two guys that don't know what the fuck they're doing. And we got just, I mean, t- being 100% honest, honest, Ben Eskren has just as much of a shot as knocking of knocking out um, Jake Paul as the other way around, because much like I said about the Nate Robinson fight, two guys don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah. and any shot could land. But he's at a disadvantage. Like two months is not enough to like, oh, I've been training this way my whole life. Now I'm going to train just for body. Like turning your hands over, the timing, getting the snap of the punch right. Because again, I talk about all the time, guys in the MMA, they don't snap their punches for the most part. You know what I mean? They push their shots. Now in two months, you're going to get used to snapping that shoulder, snapping the wrist, snapping the elbow. I doubt it. Um, So it's probably going to be a garbage fight uh, with a garbage result. And... uh, I don't give a fuck. Again, uh, I could just hope for. We don't give a fuck. Not, I, I hope they both knock each other out. I, I, I don't know. You know. I'm, I'm just gonna hope that Ben Askren can pull through. I'm not saying that I think he will. Oh, I oh I definitely I definitely hope he does. I I fucking I hope he fucking knocks all of his teeth out. That'd be great. Yeah. But I think I, I part of me part of me wants Ben Askren to end this, but part of me doesn't because one, I want Jake Paul to get badly injured by an actual boxer yeah i want him to step into the ring with someone like that's just there to kill him um and i don't want ben Askren to be the one who like wins by decision and, like, yeah, yeah. This and like yeah. doesn't do anything where jake paul ever regrets this actual decision like i'd like to see ben Askren lose for the simple fact that jake paul is gonna from here because this this is the this is like his um this is like, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a checkpoint in this whole thing. Yeah, it's a transition from being a transition, fucking. Because yeah. this is actually making Jake Paul a fighter. This yeah. is fighting an actual fighter. So from yeah. here, his confidence as what it is now is going to go from uh, level 100 to level, you know, with him exaggerated, his own level of confidence, like 500. He's going to call out people. He's going to call out Connor. He's going to call out Dylan Dennis. He's going to call out. You know, hopefully an actual boxer because this dude's still be calling awesome. out be non-boxers. Awesome. I want him to fight Archer Better Beer. <laughs> I'm hoping that he'll find his way into the ring against an, a Better Beer or a fucking Edgar Berlinga. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't that be great? I just want Jake Paul to regret ever making this decision and making it the way Edgar, he's done I it. See Edgar Berlinga fucking kill him. He would literally. <laughs> I want to see him in the ring, like, and him just hit him and fucking immediately fucking Jake Paul's hemorrhaging and dies in the ring. <laughs> fucking great. We'll see what happens. Berl- Berlingo would kill him. Same thing with like, like better be of like, let, let him in there with, with one of those guys. 
Yeah. No, and that's why I'm hoping that Ben Askren, like I want to see Ben Askren end it, but I don't think he's got one. He doesn't have the power that I want Jake Paul to get ended with. Like I want Jake Paul to be like Leo Santa Cruz or Nate Robinson himself, like dropped on the ground, carried out of the, the arena on a stretcher in the hospital. So he can make sure that he is done regretting this decision and making like a mockery of what he's trying to do. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there'll be more to talk about as we pay attention to this a little bit more and dive into it. Um, but yeah, uh, so again, Caleb Plant, we're picking him. Jake says sixth or seventh round KO. I'm going to go uh, fifth round KO or get him out of there in some way. Um, talked about the Connor fight. If you guys have an opinion on the Connor thing, definitely let us know or the Poirier, uh, what Poirier's next move is, what Connor's next move is. And then uh, talking about UFC, there's nothing this weekend, but there will be a fight next weekend. Um, yeah, so we got some cool, exciting stuff, especially for the UFC in the next few weeks. Definitely boxing as well. We got some good fights coming up. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.